<laughs> and I keep forgetting that sometimes my brain goes to these places where I'm like, oh, I got to be careful that, you know, some, that will offend people if I say it out loud. So I love that it sneaks into my comedy sometimes because I'm not this like PC comic. But um, I don't know. I hope it, I hope it comes out more, to be honest. I hope more of my writing has these like, these uh, like, oh, shit, she said that <laughs> moments. Hi, my name is Alexis Prigo. I am a stand-up comedian, and you are watching Fox Alert. Lurk. I am Kiko. My guest today is Alexis Prigo, stand-up comedian. Alexis, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Finally. First, let, let me let me publicly apologize. My my apologies, because I got I got um, the scheduling mixed up. But you know, thank you. We're we're here. Yeah. How how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm um I was. For like a month so i'm finally recovered and um I'm you were what for a month i was sick for like with a with a nasty nasty ass cough for like a month so i'm finally better um so i finally feel like that's good right that's a good thing yeah yeah i was i was really sick it it took me out so it feels good to not be why am I getting as you you doing a stand up on me? Are you being serious? A hundred percent serious. <laughs> well, well, at least now you have good material for your stand up, right? I mean, from being sick. No, being sick, I get really depressed when I'm sick. But, no, but um, I break up, so the sickness on top of uh, wasn't that funny. Yet. <laughs> well, it will be. Well, here's the thing. I found you on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. I found you on Instagram, and the bit that I found you was a, a sick bit, right? This bit right here that you were doing a stand-up. Let me let me show it to you. Having sex yesterday, and he's sick, so I didn't want to get sick, so we didn't kiss. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever had sex without kissing. It's don't don't do it. Not at all. I took it upon myself. I'm like, I'm the performer in the family. I'll just do all the dialogue. It felt like I was auditioning for like a really bad one-act play called, you like that? Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Was... He got... That's how you got sick? Probably. <laughs> no, I think... I think when you get so sad, your immune system shuts down. Got you. Yeah. 
tell me, where are you from? Uh, I'm from all over, but I, I've lived my whole life in Southern California. I grew up in the Inland Empire, up on Claremont, and now I live in Pasadena. Hmm. Why stand-up comedian? You look more of an actress. I was going, listen, I was doing some research for you because I was preparing for this interview. And I was like, okay, you've done some acting. What do you, why switch over from acting to to comedian, to stand-up comedy? What do you think? I, I don't look like a comic. <laughs> listen, don't put me on the spot, okay? <laughs> no. No, I'm not saying you don't look, of course you look like a comic, but I would have more said, you know, you could have pursued acting if you wanted to, you know? Yeah, so I didn't even know until I'm too embarrassed to even say I don't I didn't even know to be a stand-up comic was a job. I just assumed that it was late night TV hosts that th those were stand-up comics. Uh -huh. uh, I got into acting because I was like I think I think I'm silly enough that I'm going to get a really good acting role and I can be funny and I can show people how funny I am, not even thinking how how hard it is to break into acting. And I'm a, I'm a okay actress, but um, you know, I was like looking at some of these scripts that were so horrible, and I was like, I could probably write a better one. And mm -hmm. for short, I I enrolled in the Groundlings Improv School, and I was okay at someone in my classes. And then my dad bought me a workshop to try it up. Uh, it took off after the first performance. Cool. Do you okay? The difference with acting and comedian. Maybe you can you can confirm this for me. Comedy, your timing is gotta be spot on, right? Yeah. Versus acting, you can you get a chance to maybe go back in your trailer, maybe you know practice at home. Reserve. Re I mean, re rehearse your line, uh, and probably the same with comedy right you got to write your comedy bits but it's different mm -hmm. because when you're doing comedy you're actually standing on that stage in front of an audience the reaction you, you know you may do a, write a bit write a comedy bit and you may kill at home with your friends and family but when you're on that stage it's a different when you got that light that heat that that beaming light on top of you if you yeah. have you ever sweat under that light knowing that you know well, it sounds good when i wrote it but i'm actually going to deliver it you know i hope it goes over well yeah hey i'm like uh okay you're, you're right about you i agree with you on the on the stand-up and the acting stuff but i still think that comedy is a little bit more tougher to do Right. I, from, from where I'm sitting, I say I'm oh, not yeah. a comedian, you know, for you, I mean, you're doing this stuff day in, day out. I mean, this is what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. So it probably is second nature for you. But if I had to choose, I would have said, you know, comedy is a little bit tougher because of the audience right there in front of your face versus acting. Correct. Yeah. It's two different forms of, uh, expression mm -hmm. so stand-up is live one take um 
you get immediate feedback, whereas acting is it's acting. You can you can do it a few times each take, and um, you know you can really immerse yourself in it differently each time. Whereas stand up, you can do that, but you know you got to do it at the next show. Definitely. When you decided to, that you were going to try your hand at comedian, right? Uh, and you when you you said you were going to, you know, you thought you didn't know it was really a job. You found out it is a job. Yeah. <laughs> like I really got to go here and I got to show up. I got to work. When you're writing your your your, your bit for your stuff, okay, mm -hmm. is it is how much of it is personal experience that you're dealing in your everyday life? Uh, all of it, really. It's, I mean, yeah, all of it. But the I would say the premise always comes from a very personal spot. And uh, from there, the rest of it is my my mind and my imagination. So, you know, if I talk about, you know, kissing my ex-boyfriend uh, or not kissing him because I didn't want to get sick, that was, that's a real thing. Um, but, you know, you kind of go off on this like tangent, mm -hmm. you know, you think of something and then your mind just kind of wanders off into this like artistic spot. Um, and then, you know, you, you crazy stuff comes out. So, but uh, for me and I would think most comedians, the, the premise of jokes comes from, uh, something that we've, we've been through personally. That's the funniest stuff. Is your ex-boyfriend really a firefighter? He is. <laughs> Have you talked yeah. to him after you've done some of these bits? Yeah, he loves them, or he loved them. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, we're we're still friends, but he's, uh, and I I've performed in front of his coworkers before, so some of them have seen him too. So he's all for it, you know. He laughs at it. Okay, all right, all right. What if you get into a relationship with someone that don't want you to? Well, I well. You're a comedian, so if you get into a relationship, they know, hey, listen, I'm a comedian. You, you know, this is what I do. But you get into a relationship with someone, yeah. they don't like you telling jokes about them. I mean, they're That's not right. for me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye. Um, it's not that I poke fun at people. It's more of like, you know, you get up on stage and you talk about what's going on in your life. And my boyfriend at the time was, you know, he's a huge part of my life. So I, I talked about it on stage and he's a firefighter. So it's like, there's so much material there. Mm. Um, I don't, so I don't, I couldn't date somebody. If he was sensitive to that, he'd be sensitive to a lot of other things too. Right. Right. I want to play, I want to play a bit, uh, from you on stage. I've labeled this birth control. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. I got my birth control recently. It's a power move, by the way, guys. A lot of guys don't know this. Birth control fucks women up. Like, if we don't get on the right pill, we'll go apeshit crazy. Like, we're nuts. Like, if you've ever dated a girl and you didn't call her back, and then she showed up at your work and fucked all of your friends, she was on the Western. I feel like half those women on death row were just trying to clear up their acne. 
crazy when you're in love. You pick out baby names when you're not pregnant. And, and men pick them out too, I found out. My boyfriend said if we ever have a girl, he would name her either Cadence, Cassidy, or Meadow. And I was like, these are all great names if our daughter is a fucking pony. <laughs> if our daughter can trot, you can name her that. I picked out a really good boy name the other day. It was so good, I was so proud of it. I found that, I was on my 23 and me, and I saw that Ford is a family name. I'm like, Ford's a good, strong American name. I like it. So I was telling him, I was like, if we ever have a boy, I want to name him Ford. And he was like, you want to name our son Ford? And I was like, yeah, I think it's a good, a good name. He was like, you want to name our son Ford Torres? <laughs> I just, I just commented back. Someone I that was on my YouTube channel. And someone, someone was like, "I don't get it. What's a Ford Taurus?" What? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, "I got you," and I sent him the link. <laughs> but some people don't, don't know. know what the Ford Taurus is. Everybody I guess knows what not. The Ford Taurus is. I know. Those are the comments you don't even you don't even respond back to. Yeah, I, I, I don't check it, but I checked it yesterday and uh, they were all really nice comments. And then, and then it was like one, one or two ones that were like, I don't get it. So well, they, I'll they, take they that over it. like. They, I think threat. they get it. I think they get it. I think they're just, um, just trolling you. Tell yeah, maybe. I mean, I sent them a link. When you're on that stage, right? And you're getting the reaction back from the audience. What does that feel like? Because now you're getting the, you're getting your response back, and you're knowing that what you're saying, you know, they're definitely responding back to you. Does it does it encourage you to to go a little bit further with your jokes? What what is that feeling like? First, tell first describe the feeling of being on that stage, killing it, oh, right? The, tell me that the part feeling, first, and then we'll get to the other part. The feeling is, the best way to describe it is, it doesn't feel like this is all for me. You know, like, thank you so much for laughing. This makes me feel good. It's a feeling of unity. Like, it's just all these people who we don't know each other, most of us don't know each other, have come into this room and we're all cracking up at something mm. together. And it's just, it's just such a good energy. And before I was a comic, just sitting um, in the audience and having that energy, it's the same feeling. It just feels like, um, okay, we're all pretty much like the same, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it feels really nice. It doesn't, it feels like, I guess, to describe it to someone who doesn't do comedy, it's like when you are fucking around with all of your friends and you guys are all dying laughing and you look over at each other and you're like, this is a good moment. That's, that's kind of what it feels like. Everybody get it. Yeah. It's just, we're all on the same page and nothing matters right now. You're a comedian. Um, and I want to ask you a, a question based upon, you know, I'm sure you've sat on the sideline and you've watched some of your peers make jokes, got canceled or get criticized for those jokes uh, because maybe society don't agree with what they're saying, but they're missing the part mm -hmm. of it. Your peer, 
Dave Chappelle, right? Uh, great comedian. A lot of his jokes are social issue driven, right? Uh, some of your stuff, I've watched some of your stuff. Some of your stuff is mixed up with a relationship, but social. Some of it is social a little bit. How do you feel when people just don't get the the gist of what you're saying? And should you being a comedian be criticized for your expression? Yeah, uh, it's um, it's just what happens. You know, you've criticized people. I don't expect people and especially like comics like Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock when people don't agree with their opinions on transgender or will smith like whatever it is there's gonna be people out there that don't agree with you and i mean i think every famous successful comedian their goal isn't to have everyone on their side their goal is to just like this is what i feel and i think it's funny i'm gonna tell you guys so when you you go and you talk about something that's political and someone doesn't agree with you you're just like yeah i know <laughs> like a lot of people don't agree with this but um you know i don't think we get into this business so that people can be like you know you should run for mayor after i saw your set i agree with everything you say it's more just like this is my opinion people take these opinions so seriously like, like it's um you know like dave Chappelle is our president and what he said about the trans community is not appropriate because you're our president like he's a comedian so um, we know people are going to be offended, but that isn't really, I don't think it matters too much as long as your opinion is your opinion and you can own it. And, uh, you know, sometimes people have like, people have bad opinions about things and it's not right. Probably it doesn't sound right, but the joke's really funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, that's, that's okay too. I watched a couple of your stuff, right? And, um, as I'm watching your, your, a few of your comedy bits, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out like, who can I compare you to? And the closest thing I, I can come to is George, is George Carlin, you know? Oh, that's a very nice thing to say. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm be <laughs> listen, I am, I'm a huge fan of George Carlin, but, and, and I was just trying to find like, how the, where do you fit in? Like, who, do, who can I compare her to with your style of comedy, right? The social issue. And, and you, you don't use a lot of profanity, but George Carlin came to mind. Um, mm. What are your thoughts on your comedy style? And do you see yourself as a female George Carlin with the way you deliver your, your, your comedy? Oh, um, that's very nice of you. I really appreciate that. Um, He's someone I definitely idolize, but um, I don't think I have anybody that I that I can compare myself to. Really, I'm still I've been doing this for nine years, and I'm finally finding my style. And I think I still have further to go, so I don't know who I could compare myself to. Is that what the question was? Who can I compare yeah. myself to? Well, who you can? Well, not necessarily who. It's going to be hard for you. You're going to compare yourself to yourself, but your yeah. delivery, right? 
you, you of delivery. Very, you have a very unique delivery and, and the stuff that you talk about, you know, very witty, very witty, but very, I say George Carlin because you're kind of edgy as well, right? But you still yeah, come across <laughs> kind of edgy. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's so funny you mentioned that because I was driving in the car yesterday mm -hmm. and you know, you just think thoughts sometimes and I'll say it to my friends and you know, some of my friends sometimes are like, Alexis, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like that's too much. <laughs> and I keep forgetting that sometimes my brain goes to these places where I'm like, oh, I gotta be careful that, you know, some, that will offend people if I say it out loud. So I love that it sneaks into my comedy sometimes because I'm not this like PC comic, but um, I don't know. I hope it, I hope it comes out more to be honest. I hope more of my writing has these like, these uh, like, oh shit, she said that <laughs> right. moments. I, I so. wanna, I wanna, I wanna play this for you. I wanna play this clip for you, and I wanna come back and talk to you about it, because I thought, I thought you, it was clever how you did it, right? Let me, let me play it for you. We'll come back. We'll talk. I just did it out of respect because I got the loudest fucking vibrator ever. It was my first time buying one. Rookie mistake, I went on Amazon. It was Amazon's choice. Which is the wrong choice. It's so, it's so loud. I feel like the men at Amazon picked it out. They're like, oh yeah, this one's got a lot of horsepower. It's got a Chevy engine. They'll fucking knock their clits off, they'll love it. And vibrators, I don't know if men know this, vibrators don't come in regular colors. You can't get like a beige, like an earth tone vibrator. They're always, my two options for the vibrators were hot pink or bright yellow. I was like, oh, this is perfect for when I'm really horny and lost at. I like how you, I like <laughs> how you incorporate Amazon because who the fuck picks the Amazon products out? Me, I, I still have a vibrator. No, but who picks yeah. this stuff out though? Who who recommends? Oh, well, who, who picks it out? Who, well, I was like I, me. <laughs> well, I know you pick it out, but what I'm saying, what what I meant to say, who was recommending this stuff? Like when you're on Amazon, you get these recommendations. Like, whoa, whoa I didn't. I, mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I, don't like I mean, that. I try. I trust it. I trust it more than I trust a lot of things out there. Are you serious? Like it's yeah. It's like someone saying like a lot of people bought this. It's probably pretty good. And I looked at it. I didn't even look at the reviews because, you know, they're going to be fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Alexis, who, who, I want to know, I want to talk to the person who says, let me recommend this to five people on Amazon. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's someone in the background. I know there's a lot of artificial, but someone's recommending this stuff to people. Right. Yeah, I would hope I would hope it's some lady who's working at Amazon who's like so we would, satisfied. We would, we would hope, <laughs> right? We would hope. Yeah, <laughs> I owe her a lot. We would hope. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about your your writing. You know, uh, the process that you go through. Do you do you sit in a room? Do you have your? Do you go to a coffee shop? You know, you have an espresso. Sit with a bagel. Uh, what what is your process? Um, do you sit that that view that you got background there looking in the sunset? Color? What, what do you do to re come up with these <laughs> bits? Now tell me, talk to me. So okay, so usually all of my material comes when I'm driving in the car, which is oh. so dangerous, so dangerous. 
it all comes in the car. I think it's because my brain is, you know, subconsciously or consciously it's on autopilot. So it's free for other thoughts to come in freely without it being, you know, oh, what am I gonna eat for dinner? It's kind of just like this. I drive so much for comedy. It's like this Zen moment mm -hmm. where you're just in traffic and it all comes to me. However, I try and write in bed sometimes just to see what comes to me there. It's usually not that good, but um, I've been trying to write in other places and at other times a day to, to just not get used to writing in my car because I was, I was told that how you get to point A is not how you'll get to point B. So, um, you know, I've just been writing all the time. I write uh, all, everywhere. Other than writing comedy, do you write other things? I, during COVID, I wrote some movie scripts. I don't know how good they are. They're probably really sad, <laughs> but um, no, but that is definitely where I want to go. That's a goal to go in that direction one day. Romantic comedy? Romantic comedy. Oh, oh, oh. Sad no, no, comedy. Don't no, 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 no say anything. If you, if, you were, if you were to write a script, right? What would be, what would you write? Comedy, action, drama. What would be your choice? To write? Comedy, for sure. Okay. Comedy mixed with like, um, like a lot of like traumatic things. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> like just horrible things that happen to people and then just a funny, a funny moment. Really? We don't, we don't have those. Okay. All right. Lightning round. What's your favorite comedy? Favorite comedy, like special or movie? Movie. movie. Oh my gosh. Um, best in show. Okay. Favorite food. Favorite food. Favorite food. Oh, sorry. I thought you said that's true. And I'm like, yeah. Favorite food. Uh, heck. Dumplings. Dumplings. Okay. Mm -hmm. A must have when you're writing comedy. When you're writing anything, it's something that you cannot, you, you must have it. Even if you're um, in the car. Just uh, pure focus. You can't be much focused if you're driving, Alexis. I'm so, so focused a, when I there, drive. There's a lot of distraction <laughs> going on. I don't, sure. But I, my brain, when I'm driving down, you know, familiar roads um you know it's like listening to music you enjoy listening to music so it's kind of that like same state of mind okay. i don't know when i write in the morning i have to have uh, coffee all right um, coffee is a must-have your reaction the, the when you your family their their reaction to your comedy the most memorable reaction from your family members most memorable was uh, my first performance ever when I performed at Flappers. And uh, afterwards, my dad was just was really proud and like, you know, pat me on the back and said, good job. I'm sure he said other stuff, too, but it was just like a moment of like, 
Like, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> and that was sweet. Well, she, she, I mean, and also probably hard for him watching you up there, you know, doing your bit. And then, you know, you might get booed, you know, you might miss your lines. Right. So as a father, it's just like, okay, cool. You, 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 you hit every note, you did everything. He did good. Yeah, he wanted to be a, a comedian at, at one point in his career, too. So I always call him my stage dad, you know, mm -hmm. like he 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 wanted this for me for a long time. So I think he was just proud that I found my thing. Well, you're you're on your two step. You're definitely on your two step. And uh, I think it's I mean, when like I tell you, when I found you on Instagram, I went to your page and I'm like, you're nice. You're nice with it. And. And the one thing when I when I listen to comedy, I'm listening for the timing, right? Because timing has got to be key. If you're off, you're off. You know, you're gonna notice it, right? And your timing is yeah. is spot on, you know. But you've been doing this for eight years, so you would probably know if you're off. But if the the audience may not know, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, when you're off, um, I did a few shows when I was sick a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh God, this was so bad. <laughs> I mean, the, the set wasn't bad, but my energy is bad. And you know, when you, when things happen in your life that are sad, like a breakup or something, it's really hard to go on stage and be this like person telling these jokes. So, um, timing, timing is for sure. Everything. But, you know, it probably is way worse. It's always way worse in your head than it is. You know, I'll watch a clip back and I'm like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. But, you know, you're always, you're always hard on yourself. Definitely. Let me play this clip. I want to come back and talk to you about. I labeled this clip breakup. Let me play this. We'll come back and we'll talk. Yep. So, because every breakup I've gone through, I've lost five pounds. <laughs> Internally, I'm a mess. Externally, I model now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if I don't see a rib cage, I didn't love you that much. <laughs> I started wearing organic deodorant. Oh, it does not work. It works if you don't have any, like, anxieties in your life, you know? This is how I knew it wasn't going to work. The scent wasn't named something cute. <laughs> Usually it's, like, summer breeze or, like, kitten kisses or something, you know? Organic deodorant is just named after McCormick seasonings. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure right now I'm just wearing like fennel. And then you guys get the best fucking deodorant ever. It always smells like fucking Tesla stock and kettlebells. You ever smell a guy like fresh out the shower, puts deodorant on, you're like, damn, you could run for Congress. <laughs> and I'm up here smelling like cumin. <laughs> you're right though. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I still smell like shit. And I recently lost five pounds from the breakup. So all these are crazy, crazy things that just are so true in my life. Did still. you just recently go through a breakup? <laughs> yeah. But Listen. I lost, I lost some weight and I feel good. And you'll bounce back. I hope I don't bounce back weight wise, but <laughs> I'll bounce back mentally. <laughs> okay. What is, uh, when we, when we did the pre and we talked, why don't you put more of your stuff on social media? Um, I will, I'm, I'm 
believe it or not, I'm just kind of getting the hang of it. So um, I don't want to give out the jokes that I'm working on right now. I kind of want to like spoon feed um, my feed for now. I don't want to put out too much of my material, uh, especially it's hard to like to get a really good video sometimes where the audio's good and you're happy with it. So um, yeah, I will eventually. The the better videos I get, the more I'll, I'll start putting them out. But um, yeah, right now I'm just trying to write some new stuff. A lot of my stuff was like uh, relationship stuff. So I don't want to even post any more of that. I'm kind of, hands are clean. Like, let's let's move on. Stop, like, I don't want to revisit that right now. Stop the content. All right, stop. Just give us the content. <laughs> let's just stop Come to a show. Content. I will. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I, here's what I will do. I, I got a, you know, this season, I got a, I got a camera crew, two camera guys, uh, producer. Uh, I'm doing in-person interviews. I'll come to a comedy show and, and, yeah. and interview backstage and do it. You're in, you're in that's California. The part, um, that's the part that worries me though about social media just a little bit is, um, you know, you put out so much content, but it's also like, if I were to put out a new clip each day, I would have to have like just so many solid jokes. And then from there, I'd have to create a new hour of completely solid jokes. And I think people should see comedians in, you know, in, in real time. That's the, that's the best part of comedy is just going to a, a, a show. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. And here's <laughs> here. I agree with you. And I'm going to ask you, let me ask you this. You, you've been doing this for nine years. You've been on that stage. You've been grinding up and down that California coast, sitting in your car, driving to comedy shows. You, you've done it all, right? Then you sit on social media and you see this John Bluck, whatever, in the middle of somewhere. And they're doing comedy bits calling it comedy what's your thoughts mm -hmm. on that like are you are you talking about like uh tiktokers doing <laughs> doing comedy i don't um i mean we see them on anyone could we see them on on anyone with a smartphone or calling themselves comedian. yeah yeah i mean i guess they can you know it's uh, uh i would just be my advice would just just be careful people if you're not like a somewhat polished or really proud of your joke, I would say like wait a few years to post any material because uh, the internet is really mean and it could make it's so bad for your mental health <laughs> if the it, to read these horrible comics uh, comments. So I don't know. I wouldn't if people think they're comedians, they're they're comedians. That's it. This is what we live in now. Everyone is anything they want to be now on uh, social media. Well, but you know, but they, got, their they, own. Got a, they got a million followers and a, yeah. and, a, and a blue check, but never stepped on that stage. Ooh, Ooh. come on. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, there, it, there is a difference between stand-up comedians and people who make TikTok and Instagram reels. I, it's very rare and I'm sure there's people out there, but it's very rare that, uh, the TikTok reels translates well into stand-up comedy bits. 
So I think if you can make that transition and be good at it, that's wonderful. I know like, like Trevor Wallace is one of those comics who's really good. I don't know which one he started first. It might've been stand up, but um, it's hard to do. It's hard to translate and go and it, it's two different things. It's one is production and you sit down probably with a crew with ideas and you, you film it, you edit it mm -hmm. and you put yeah. it out into the Instagram world. The other one is like, it's very personal. You write it yourself, you go and you fail a few times right. and then it gets good. So if you can do both, that's amazing. But you know, I don't, I don't know that many people that are, are killing it on both ends. Gotcha. I agree with you, but I'm gonna be a little bit more blunt. I, I think they need to stop. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Whatever, whatever they want. Honestly, they're probably making so much money. And that and that's and that's what I got the problem with, right? Anyone yeah. anyone with a smartphone jump on the social media, next thing you know, they pick the career they want without the mm -hmm. qualification. And that pisses and me who off. The, it, it worries me because it's like if everyone's job when they get older is like this TikTok influencer, then who who's going to work at the post office? You know what I mean? Like all these jobs are going to be gone. And that's scary. That keeps me up at night. Grandmothers are being influencers. Who's, mm -hmm. influence, who's influencing who? The kids are influencing the adult? I got a problem with that. I just I don't like it. You know, listen, yeah, a it's, uh, it's our fault over here and he wants to do TikTok dance. I'm like, hey, listen, do that. At your mom's house. Not here. We don't do that. Yeah, over here. it's it's us. We we um, were to blame for all of it. It's not them. It's I probably, you know, I watch these videos, so <laughs> yeah. it's they're just they're just making money, I guess. Wonderful. But yeah, I agree. It's I'm like, what, what am I watching? It's some of it is so cringy. Where I'm like, oh, if I, you know, when you were younger and you made like home videos, mm -hmm. you look back at them now, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is what those like TikTokers are going to do one day. And the internet but never forgets. They never forget. Yeah, never forgets. Alexis, it was a pleasure having you here. I want you to come back. I want to do an in-person interview. We got to work yeah. on that. You know, I want to come to one of your comedy shows sit in the audience, talk to you backstage, go through the whole process with you, you know, then the life of Alexis, the comedian. And that uh, would be, that'd be fantastic. Let's yeah, do just it. To see how you do the grind, you know, start out from your crib or wherever you're at, go into the comedy club, watch you go through the, 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 the routine in the, in the green room as you sweat, right? Panicking before yeah. you go on stage. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, we need all that. We need all that. Perfect. Yeah. You <laughs> can come right along. <laughs> Listen, it was it was a pleasure. My apologies again for messing up with the schedule, man. Um, no, I mean, we made it work, so that's not a problem. Uh, I want to see more of you. And listen, you're more than welcome to come back any anytime. And we, we got to work on that in-person interview. For sure. Yeah. You just let me know. And it was um, a pleasure doing this show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You take care. And... Um, kill it on stage all right thank you have a good weekend likewise take care all right bye